Welcome to Seeing Beyond Risk, a podcast series by the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. I'm Jill Harper, Vice Chair of Communications on the CIA's Research Council. In this episode, we'll be talking about a new paper just published called Impact of Population Aging on Pension Plan Finances in Canada. This paper is part of the greater collaborative research agenda by the Canadian Institute of Actuaries, the Society of Actuaries, and the Institute and Faculty of Actuaries in the UK. You may have listened to our podcast about collaboration and actuarial research, but if you haven't, I'd encourage you to check it out. To find this paper or any other paper published by the CIA, visit cia-ica.ca, navigate to the research tab, and then select research projects. To provide us with some insights into this paper, we have Steve Bonner on the line today. Steve is one of the authors of this paper and a researcher with the University of Waterloo. Welcome, Steve. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jill. So we've seen a lot of research in the longevity risk space recently, some of it focusing on impacts on healthcare, on pensions, and things like insurance. But this paper offers a new perspective by examining what is termed other longevity risk. Can you tell us what you mean by other longevity risk? Certainly. We had a look at the literature, and in fact, for the Canadian Institute of Actuaries and others, produced a literature review that focused on academic research that had been done that looked at the impact of changes in population structure on investment returns, returns on equities, returns on bonds. And broadly, what that literature did was focus on specific asset classes in specific countries. And what we've done here is taken a portfolio look at the impact of changes in population structure and then illustrated that impact by looking at the effect on pension plan finances for Canadian pension funds. And to our knowledge, that hadn't been done before. So you mentioned Canadian pension plans. What data did you use for your analysis? We are very fortunate in Canada that there's a whole wealth of information created and made available by Statistics Canada. And so a lot of the economic, uh, or rather the finance and demographic data we got from them, we collected information from past censuses, we looked at historic values of dividend yields and dividend growth, on the Toronto Stock Exchange, we looked at historic values of long Canada bond yields. We also dug up information on price inflation and salary inflation. We didn't use Statistics Canada for that particular source because we're also doing some work in other countries. We used other sources that had information for a range of countries so that we could get consistent information across countries. And then we are very thankful the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan provided us information about their plan membership information and their financial information. We used that in our base case illustrations and then to make it more general for the Canadian environment we also looked at the same information but stripped out to post-employment inflation protection. Okay and what about the future? Can you tell us a little bit about your economic scenario generator? Yes, the basic points of information that we use to fit the model initially are what you would typically expect from an economic scenario generator for looking at pension plan finances. We've got price inflation, wage inflation in there, dividend yield, dividend growth, long bond yields, 
but what's different is that we have an extra sort of node in there, if you will, that's a demographic factor. It's really a support ratio or the inverse of an old age dependency ratio. It's a, the ratio of the number of people over age 65 or age 65 and older to those of working age between 20 and 64. And we fit the model to the historical data, data from 1950 to earlier in this decade, and then use that to project, in our case, 10,000 economic scenarios out into the future. Wow, <laughs> that sounds like a lot of analysis. What risk measure did you use when you were performing your analysis? We took a look at the runoff liability. So we looked at current plan membership, didn't add any future new entrants, but we allowed current active members to continue to accrue benefits and basically ran the pension plan until the last individual received their last payment from the plan. And so we, in essence, measured the size of the surplus or deficit and took its present value. So a way of thinking of it is the risk measure that we looked at is the amount of money we either would have to put into the plan or could take away from the plan in order that the fund was completely exhausted at the time of the last benefit payment. Makes sense. Let's talk about your results. What did you find? Well, when we first looked at just the asset side, so we looked at portfolio returns initially, we have, depending on how fast the population ages, and for our purposes, we looked at the three quartiles of the distribution of population aging. As you move across from the lower quartile, the slower aging quartile, to the faster aging quartile, equity returns drop by about three quarters of a percent annual returns, that is, and bond returns drop by about 30 basis points per year. When we then look at the impact on the plan finances using our, our runoff risk measure, there's pretty modest effect in the center of the distribution. But when you look at the bad news tail, uh, and for our purposes, we focused on the 10th percentile tail and the half percentile tail, faster aging has a very material adverse impact on the ending deficit, since we're looking at the bad news end of the tail. And so that was, perhaps if you're a plan manager, that's not good news. But from a researcher's perspective, seeing that significant impact was gratifying because it kind of supported our hypothesis going in. So did you see any surprises in your results? Yes, we actually did. Keeping in mind the risk measure we're using is this runoff risk measure, which is a very long-term risk measure. We found that moving large proportion of the assets from equities into bonds actually made the situation worse rather than better. Even when we looked at the plan that didn't have any post-employment inflation protection in it. And that's significantly different from work I'd done as a pension practitioner looking at asset allocation, where typically you're going to improve your risk management by moving 
money from equities into bonds and into into longer bonds. And the reason for the difference is that the focus of a typical asset allocation exercise is three or five, maybe 10 years. Here we're looking at a full runoff of the liability, which, you know, if you've got the youngest plan member at 20, maybe needing to run off for 80 or perhaps longer years, when you get that very long time horizon, the adverse impact of lower expected returns on bonds compounds up for an extended period of time. And so you end up with the result that you don't get much, you don't get any risk benefit by making a significant switch from equities into bonds. Yeah, I think that might be a surprise to some pension plan managers. Yes. What do you think pension plan managers should do based on your research? Well, bear in mind, this is the beginning of research into this particular area. We've identified the risk and we've quantified the risk. We haven't yet got to a point where we've figured out what sort of levers could be pulled in order to manage the risk. But at this stage, what a plan manager can do is those first two steps, acknowledge that that risk exists and try and get a handle of the impact of that risk for their particular pension plan. Makes perfect sense. And I think it sounds like we have a lot of interesting research to go on this topic. You bet. Thanks for joining the call today, Steve. Really appreciate you sharing your thoughts. Thank you. If you want to learn more about this study or any other CIA research project, please visit cia-ica.ca and select the research tab at the top, then choose research projects. Within the research tab, you can also find a link to share your research ideas, comments, or thought about CIA research. We always appreciate your feedback, so please don't hesitate. My name is Jill Harper, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Seeing Beyond Risk.